0: its it talk history. I'm your host Matt and with me as always is my co-host Lorna Baz. Hello,
1: I Quick still intro, hate that. That. Oh yeah,
0: sorry Lorna. Thank you. Um, we're, just, what? I just
1: what? wanted to say that this is the second yeah, week yeah. of the fringe events of the Learning Festival. Just get that in early.
0: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Oldham Learning Festival, our hometown. Um, First week's over. That's yeah. all the events really, isn't it?
1: Yeah, there's still some stuff going on for the STEM Festival, um, but less intense days as it was last week. Um, But there's fringe events everywhere.
0: That's what you're listening to right now. Woo! Fringe events. Thanks to everyone who listened last week at Lorna's um, Oldham-related topic. Yep. Good to see some people coming on board. So if you haven't listened before, um, one of us does a, a, a report. On a uh, topic, a moment, event, a person from history. Um, this week it's me.
1: I'm excited.
0: And I've brought forward from last week. I, I mentioned Matt's late hint. Yeah. What What was the hint? I can't remember. It was in Japan. I think I said. And it was a woman oh, yeah. in the 900s. Yes. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh. Um. I've also. I think I've got a bit of Matt's movie corner. Oh, I Wonderful. love that smoothie corner. I can't Make remember because I've just realised um, I've not looked at this for a while. Right, Since I Brilliant. wrote it a couple of weeks ago. So we'll see. I actually had a long think about what I was going to write this week. Yeah? But, um,
1: not
0: like you? Um, I had uh, a few options. I was going to write about a famous hotel in America, a Chelsea hotel. Yeah. I was going to write about a king of Britain. I was going to write about a prison escape. And I thought also about writing about a Chinese emperor.
1: Very broad. So broad. So Obviously, broad. all not the same
0: story. Four yeah. different stories. What I eventually settled on was the story of a young woman. Mm-hmm. I said that really well, didn't I? From yeah. Japan who lived about a thousand years ago.
1: What does she look like?
0: I don't have that information. We don't have oh, much okay. information about her. All
1: right. So. I'll just have to imagine them.
0: I, uh, I realise that I tend to go for. The most sensational stories. You do. You're a, have, a crowd please. I am a crowd. I go for um, Kennedy family curse. Yeah, the go golden, for golden State, State killer.
1: killer, Buddy Holly. Yeah. Some of them you do a bit out there, but still like big stories. Big stories. Like Hollywood sign girls. This
0: is actually something. Um, yeah, you you stay more more true to academic style of history. I feel, whereas I'm more ooh. Oh a golden yeah. state. Yes, oh, what's that? Um, but in the spirit of Oldham Learning Week, the Oldham Learning Festival I've, mm-hmm. I've miswritten. Um, mm. I have decided to focus on someone who was integral to the world we live in today. Oh, I she like that though. Has impacted something in an irreversible way that we all plastic? do today.
1: Was it, Is it behavior that we do? An action. It
0: was an it's an action that we do. She is, um, in many ways, the originator of this action.
1: Wait, is it used across the world? It's
0: across the world, everyone does it.
1: How often do we do it? How many times a day?
0: Uh, three. <laughs> um, a lot. We oh, eat. No, she didn't create eating. No, I thought she meant <laughs> meals. So. Wait,
1: her, do I do it a lot?
0: Yeah. So, her name is Murasaki Shikibu. Shikibu. Is it brushing my teeth? No. Right, I can, I, can I just tell you about day. it? Not three times a day, more than that. Um okay. Murasaki Shikibu. Shikibu, Shikibu. Right, I think people sat down before.
1: <laughs> I just Sorry, I'll stop also, guessing now. Also, we
0: mentioned brushing your teeth in um, the episode 12, I think it was, Ziriab. Ziriab. I we
1: mentioned meals in that one as well, you didn't know. did he create yeah, a so. lot,
0: or he supposedly created a lot. Go listen to that one, it's quite interesting. Yeah,
1: he's a good guy. That
0: was uh, by our friend Innis. Um, who Hiiness. highness will drop in and out of the podcast? Um, Murasaki is her name. She was cool born. Name. in
1: name. Do you think she had a nickname?
0: <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Do you want to come up with a nickname? Saki. No, Mura. Mura. Yeah. So Mura was born in circa ni- nine seven eight A.D. Does circa mean? About. Oh, about right, Around right. around nine hundred seventy eight A.D. In right. what is now modern day Kyoto in Japan.
1: Oh. What was it called
0: then? I'll tell you in a minute, but okay. I was talking to my brother Dan, been on the podcast a number of times, um, about Kyoto. I think it was Dan. Someone I was talking to mm-hmm. about Kyoto. And they, because um, we're, we're going to Japan next year. Yep. They told me that Kyoto is an anagram of Tokyo. And Which vice it versa. is. How bizarre is that? I never knew that. How oh, did, how it's all know the same letters. That? Yeah.
1: Ty-
0: Tokyo, Kyoto.
1: That's good. They must Just
0: have chuck that cities. in there. Anyway, Kyoto was then going by the name of Hian Kayo. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing any of these right. Uh, H-E-I-A-N dash K-Y-O. Hian I think good pronunciation. And from the late 700s to the late 1100s, Hian Kayo was the centre of Japan, basically. It was like the imperial centre, the imperial capital. Um, and it's this time period is actually known as the Han period. Oh cool. In Japan history. Um it was where all the big wigs lived, worked, oh, did all the business. Love a big wig. And I'll get back onto this family in a minute, but the Fujiwari family mm-hmm. dominated court life for a large chunk of this period. Right. Um yeah the city was the place of all the rich people basically where they were living in like luxury. Loving it. And the poor people were sort of Kept to the side, kept yeah. away from the big imperial capital. And I don't think things have changed too much in the world, do you? The lines may have been blurred, but it's still similar in a way. A bit of a political thing. Yeah. Anyway. Aristocrats. What do you think they would learn? <coughs> you know, like nowadays Sorry. if you're if you're um, fancy you go to a private school, you might learn Latin. Yeah. Just for some reason. You mind you'll learn all the regulars, you'll learn maths and English and science. What do you Maybe think they'll you learn, learn then? sailing. No.
1: Navigation of ships. No. Um, astronomy. No. Uh, English.
0: No. Is it no. a language? language? No.
1: Um,
0: I think um, a bit broader. You're going to struggle with at least one. Can I have a clue? Um,
1: Do we still learn one today?
0: You don't learn any of them in school. They're all extra. Well, one of them is an extracurricular activity. Philosophy. No. Football. No. <laughs> Football. <laughs>
1: Um, extracurricular
0: drama. Um no, but you're getting closer. um the extracurricular is quite choir. Oh yeah, close. Music. Yes, instruments. Oh. Learn instruments. Um they'd also learn poetry mm. and calligraphy.
1: Calligraphy's a cool one. Mm. Yeah, and I, I was doing bad guessing. Later. Yeah, it's
0: really tough to be honest. It could have been anything. Um <laughs>
1: definitely not football. No.
0: Or sailing, I don't think, at this time. I just...
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, I was a bit eager then, weren't I?
0: Yeah. They thought that these three things were the key key to success. You learn your instruments, you learn how to play that guitar. The what? The guitar. <laughs> you learn how to write fancy. Yeah. And you learn how to say fancy.
1: <laughs> or write it. You learn how to properly poetry, portray right? your
0: poems. photography. Mm. Courtiers also, this is just a bit about the, the place yep. at the time, building up a bit of a background. Mm-hmm. The courtiers had some pretty crazy beauty routines. They made themselves look like dolls. Oh. Um. I think they still do this today a bit, but it met, both men and women put white on their face. They blacken their teeth. And oh. then, and style and scent in the hair as well. So. Oh,
1: I'm not a fan of the blackening the teeth thing.
0: It's weird though, isn't it? it was weird, we whiten our teeth.
1: But apparently charcoal's meant to be really good for your teeth.
0: There you go um and that the clothes they wore depended on social status the weather and the season pretty pretty similar to today really mm-hmm. um i think it's like wearing shorts in summer but a bit more elaborate probably got my shorts on today nice day <laughs> in Aldham. um so it seems like the rich and famous in japan at this time were really concerned with culture which is a bit materialistic um I but think they the really valued really
1: concerned with culture.
0: Exactly. But it's yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's very similar. But they were concerned with music, calligraphy, poetry. Which is yeah. far away from what we do today, but still concerned yeah. with culture. Yeah. Um and it the the actual life, the way of life leaf <laughs> at court is not too dissimilar from from every other court or political situation that I've heard of throughout history. There was sort of backstabbing. There was gossiping oh, and dodgy I'm deals. God, all that good stuff.
1: Good stuff. And people right. would
0: write about a lot of these goings-on. Going-ons? Goings-on. Um, and Chinese was the official written language of government. So the government was dominated by men this time. Not
1: Japanese?
0: No. I, this Interesting. Is, yeah, so... And... Chinese was sort of a male language. That's we've seen as... Women didn't learn Japanese, um, Chinese. Well, that's men a joke. Men wrote it. And it was in this period that two systems of kana were being developed. I don't know if I've pronounced that right. K-A-N-A. Yeah. So, I don't speak or understand Japanese. I won't pretend to. And I'm sure someone might correct us. But kana is the Japanese writing system and it represents the sounds of the language. So, the men in Mm -hmm. government were writing their letters um also known as otakamoji (laughs) and then the females were beginning to create this first indigenous japanese literature so while the men were writing government and chinese the women were developing this system of kana these systems are kind of developing literally like the japanese language as we know it today
1: i really like that
0: so you go, apparently, Japanese uh, Chinese hasn't fully disappeared, but Japanese was sort of born and popularized by these noble women because I think they were writing that like at home and stuff, just writing yeah. like "Terry, I'm taking the washing out." How bizarre, Terry, Terry?
1: Yeah. How bizarre that? that it's like um, a thousand years ago over, and they still use Chinese. and It's like it's still there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's still it's still used a bit. Yeah. But um, but they sort of. Built Japanese, and this is where Murasaki comes into it. I've written here. So Murasaki, you may ask, what of her? (laughs) I think I I was a bit tired when I was writing this. So Murasaki murray was born in the um, middle of this period. Yep. Her name is Murasaki Shikibu, by the way.
1: Mm Mhm. Cute
0: name. I mentioned earlier that the Fujiwari. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Fujiwari family were a big player throughout a lot of this period right i mentioned that briefly earlier and she was a member of a sort of a lesser branch of this family tree oh like a branch that's falling so like off a second cousin yeah so like, like the, second cousin twice I've, removed I've written or maybe like a fifth cousin or something
1: oh right right oh she's quite far away then isn't she
0: well that was just my example i don't oh. know if she actually was but she was um she was still all right her dad was a scholar a bit of a bureaucrat And the name Shikibu comes from her father's (coughs) position at the Bureau of Rights. So, like, his position is her surname. And we don't actually know her real name.
1: That would be terrible, because I would be called Lorna Electrician. (laughs) Which is the worst thing ever. I'm not a fan of that.
0: I can't remember where the first name comes from, either. Um, Yeah, so... Yeah, so... um, we don't know her real name, it's just the name we have given her. Also, I'm I glad it's, it's not my mum, take, because why, if it was my
1: mum, name? it would be Lorna, Information and Advice Manager. Worst name it's ever.
0: It's um, Imagine being like, John, pub landlord. Tell <laughs> 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 me, um, <coughs> oh, everyone. Okay. So this is just a name we, we've we given her. Um, Japanese court manners at the time meant it was not polite to address people by their personal names. So I might call you Jeff. That's what I've written. <laughs> it's weird, that, no, isn't it? Imagine yeah, but, you named Lorna and they'd be like, can't call her Lorna, what can we call her? They'd be like, electrician? Yeah,
1: I think that Miss, must be why Miss they've done it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Which is bizarre.
0: Murasaki's mum uh, died when she was young. oh so, single dad Fujiwari. That's what I've written here. Um, and I can't imagine that was commonly like
1: Was that his name? I thought that was a Fujiwari family. Yeah, fu-
0: Fujiwari family. I don't know what his single name was. Single dad Fujiwari. <laughs> yeah. And I can't imagine that was very common at the time.
1: Uh, probably not. Wait, how did she learn the Japanese language we're then? On the to women. get
0: yeah.
1: on The ones doing
0: it. Yeah. Um, being from this family, you know, a big family, um, had its perks. Um...
1: Yeah, it's like, it's not what you know, it's who you know.
0: Yeah, father, I also read somewhere, was a provincial governor and her male relatives held positions in the imperial government. So, oh, did you make a wish? Yeah. Well, I just pulled off an eye. I didn't mean to, I've got... And blew it. My hay fever my is really
1: bad today. So, I was itching my eye, found an eyelash, made a wish mid-podcast. Very and good. I'm sure that Mariseki would be proud of me.
0: Oh. Ah. Um... So, anyway, what I was going to say was all these men held positions, but the perk for her was that she actually learned literary Chinese, the male language, so to speak.
1: Yeah, which is what I thought.
0: She was educated at home and supposedly learned Chinese by listening outside the door while her father taught her brother. So I don't know if she was actually taught it or whether she just, like I said, this is a a rumour that she learned it by listening outside her brother. Well, yeah, it is one
1: of them things where if they only speak a language at home, you're likely to pick up that language. Mm. Um, When I'm a youth worker, I work with some young people, and their grandparents only speak Bangla, which is a form of Bengali um, language. And she's picked it up over the years, but they don't speak any English. And she was raised speaking English, so there's a bit of a communication.
0: Error. Not, like...
1: Yeah, sometimes it's hard to Mm. communicate. But she's picking up Bangla because she lives with them. So she's picking up Chinese literacy because she lives with them.
0: Yeah. Apparently in um, Murasaki's diary, she mentions how her dad said, If only you were a boy, how proud and happy I should be. Well, no. Uh, Murasaki didn't marry for a long time, which was another unusual happening uh, at the time. And eventually married an older guy. One of her cousins, who died two years later, um, and he did leave a daughter, though I think, um, so she she weren't fussed about marrying to move anywhere. I don't have much information on unfortunately. It doesn't seem like she was really big on following what society expected of her. You know, she um she didn't marry to get anywhere or anything like that, but she was still invited to become a lady in waiting at the court of Empress Akiko. So I got I read this on a couple of different websites that, you know, she was living a life and then she got invited to go serve in the court of um, an empress. So in one, I I read it was Empress Shoshi, Shoshi, but um, I also read Akiko. which okay. I like more? Um, right. And I read this was as a Chinese tutor and a resident writer.
1: Oh yeah, because she's got a good she could get a good job with that, can't she? Yeah.
0: Um, most people would be thrilled with this, but about five or six years later. In about 1010-ish. So she yeah. left to go there in about 1004-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, she moved out to live near a lake with... Again, it might be Empress... Akiko, It might be Empress Shoshi. She went to live we there. A, I think yeah. maybe Empress moved and lived in this lake house instead. People, Some people think she died about 1014, but other people think she lived for another 10 years or so, living in a convent until she was about 50. Dining. Yeah, so
1: about forty, forty, fifty. Yeah, dying yeah. at
0: about ten, twenty-five. So I've not given you that much information about her, though, have I? No, Beaten but I,
1: I still think I like her.
0: Murasaki um wasn't really concerned with regular life, like I said. It doesn't seem to me, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've told you so far, though, it doesn't really seem like she changed the world as I suggested she did, though. Here's the twist. Ooh. So, I mentioned earlier that Murasaki wrote a diary. She mentioned mm-hmm. that about dad in a diary. In it, she describes herself as pretty yet shy, unsociable, fond of old tales. It's cute, yeah. um, Pretty, though. Big, big ad. I um, don't know how no. I would
1: describe myself. Some people are really good at describing themselves, yeah. whereas I'd probably just be like, Northern. Northern. Girl.
0: Ah, Northern girl. Freckly. Pretty yet shy, unsociable, fond of old tales. Yeah, she's
1: good, whereas I'm northern girl freckles. Ah, okay. <laughs> what are you?
0: Um, boy. Boy, male, man.
1: Rubbish.
0: That's like my progression.
1: Yours could be tall. Oh, yeah. Tall, blonde, and handsome. There tall you go. drink of water. <laughs> oh, um, yes. <laughs>
0: she wrote this diary for about three years, it seems. Hey, you drinking me there. She's having a drink mm. of a tall drink of water. Thanks. <laughs> Um <laughs> She dr she ro- she drunk. She wrote it for about three years this diary. This diary, yeah. And like many people at the time, she clearly learnt some poetry because she also left over a hundred poems.
1: They're good ones.
0: Don't know. And her diary and her poems have been left behind for posterity and they've been collected and published and it's a great primary source that we have for this period. So she wrote a lot of poems. Oh, and that's amazing. There's a few books. There's also something called the tale of genji genji Mm. spelled g-e-n-j-i written by our very own murasaki it's 54 chapters long and it's
1: quite a lot actually
0: it's not only regarded as the greatest work of japanese literature but it's widely recognized as the world's first novel
1: oh yeah how many pages is it
0: i've written she wrote the first novel boom These 54 chapters are also known as 54 books or episodes. And the novel is actually twice as long as War and Peace, which is a famously long book. Yes, wow. The plot spans almost 100 years and involves over 400 characters. Whoa. So the story, there's a a hero called Hikari Genji, um, and he's seeking love and happiness. He enjoys popularity at court and a series of amorous encounters. It's basically about the love life of this guy. Yeah. And it's other looks at the aristocratic side of the day that valued celebrity and ambition. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's been compared to Proust's Remembrance of Things Past, which is uh, another pretty famous book he wrote. I think like a series of like seven or eight. Yeah. Um, And both works, this is a, a quote, both works, explore memory and passing time. The psychology of the characters is complex. The central drama is their internal conflict, says Haru shiran professor of japanese literature at columbia university oh. in new york so it's a big book Yes, the story's been translated a couple of times and apparently contains some remarkable writing i haven't read it myself but it's very good r- writing so she was not just a pioneer but an actual like She's a talented writer
1: would you be interested in reading
0: it seems a bit big i uh, knew you were um, going to say that it's Some of these words aren't my own. It's permeated with a sensitivity to human emotions and to the beauties of nature hardly paralleled elsewhere. Um, And apparently the tone of the novel darkens as it goes on. Perhaps indicating a deepening of um, her Buddhist conviction of the vanity of the world. Maybe she got a bit like... Can't... Can't deal with this vainness.
1: Yeah, sometimes...
0: That was my phone. Carry on.
1: Um, yeah, sometimes I get a bit fed up with the vanity of the world.
0: Yeah, it's the same, isn't it? It's not. Yeah. I like. this I say. It doesn't seem to have changed much. Yeah. Um. There's also some people who believe that the last 14 chapters were actually written by another author, and that's why the tone changed. Which is why would
1: it be written by another author who would do that?
0: I don't know. I didn't get much. I just read that on one website. I didn't get much else about that. Oh, okay. So I think it's because it's such a big book, and you think, oh, she if she died in um, ten fourteen or whatever, she didn't have enough time because I'll, I think I explained yeah, when, when she started out? writing it. So, um, I'd go on to that in a sec. Um, the fact that people say you know they're so um complimentary to the book a thousand years later sort of shows how impressive it must be. She had a focus on writing strong, complex female characters, um, because a lot of the characters. There's this main guy, but then all the characters are like well, female yeah, she had around.
1: Oh, I really like her.
0: And her characters in their setting obviously reflected the reality around her. Um, and this was the time when the Fujiwari fan would send their daughters to court at Kyoto, hoping they'd give birth to like a crown prince and then ensure their control of imperial power. So it's very much right. like your job is to just go and give birth to the new prince. <sighs> and she, she was like I'm gonna write this like apparently each character is like really detailed all the like supporting characters around this guy. So it's uncertain when she began the book. Yeah, it's probably um, when she was widowed. You know, I so said the, the the cousin, cousin died yeah. in about 1001. Oh. The young.
1: To be fair, though, she didn't marry that late, though.
0: No. How old? When did I say she was born? About circa
1: 970, was it now?
0: 978. So she would have been 22.
1: Yeah, she's young. Yeah, but I don't think... I'm 22. Oh, I'm 23. I I know, but it's also...
0: (laughs) It's also like a thousand years ago. I think people married a bit earlier. I'm just
1: sad I'm 23.
0: Sorry. Carry on. Having a moment. This happens a lot recently. I have like epiphanies during the podcast. I'm 22, everyone. Um, i running out of time. The, <laughs> the young Empress Akira was the first to see the work in progress.
1: I really like the name Akira. Yes, what so did do you I. think of the book?
0: Empress Akira. <laughs> I'm not sure. Everyone wanted to read it, though, apparently. I think she likes it. I guess it.
1: that's good feedback.
0: So she supposedly completed around 1019, according to one source.
1: 18 years.
0: So, yeah, about 18 years. Some people think she rolled between 1001 and 1005, but that seems highly unlikely. Right. It seems like a lot. I also saw some people mention till 1010, um, 1010. 10, 10, so that's like nine years. But a lot of people seem to think it took a bit longer, which it would. Yeah. Long it's book. Quite, yeah. Chunky. So this next bit is um from a um, an economist article from mm-hmm. nineteen ninety-nine that I read. Um, I'll just summarise. Yeah, sure. She um, wrote wrote the novel in her own hand and she had people at court copying it as she went along because obviously there's no printing press until no, fourteen hundred so fifteen hundred, so um, Ladies and Waiting, Ladies in Waiting and Courtiers Sort It Out even stealing unrevised pages from her room. So they'd be like, Aww. they were like sneaking into her room to steal pages of book as she was writing it. Um, and although Murasaki read Chinese and yeah. um, indeed, I've written it, indeed instructed Akiko in its ideograms, but I don't know what ideograms are.
1: I don't know what ideograms are. She,
0: um, she actually wrote the book in the Japanese phonetic Kana syllabary. So, the one
1: set up by women Yeah, oh, she's so yeah. good
0: so that was one reason it for its appeal educated men studied Chinese but few women did so a lot more women could learn this mm-hmm. new language and, and, and read it the tale of Genji soon became essential reading for the upper, upper class so this is sort of the legacy oh, wow. so in the late 12th century digests of it were required reading for poets and um, in the 17th century, when the printing press came to Japan, the book became available to the masses. Um, that's and
1: it, That's like 600 years later. Yeah. That's insane.
0: Her style became the Japanese model for writing, if not for morality. Her um, hero's active sex life and the luxury of the ancient core, as she wrote about it, um were deplored as decadent by japanese purists into the 20th century so a lot of people saw this writing saw the free love not maybe not free love but like the the sex life of this hero and, and the fanciness of all the court and everything and were like don't like it it's too too fancy oh. until the 20th century when it became like you like yeah they were like oh good book <laughs> um so yeah, I don't. I think a lot of people didn't like it because it was a bit.
1: I guess it is a bit of a shock, but it's like reality being like like reflected yeah, back yeah. at you, isn't it? Also, like, I don't know if they want it, if they want to appear like that. Yeah, definitely. So although they are like that, they don't want to accept harsh truth. Yeah, yeah.
0: So in Japan today, apparently, the tale of Genji is as natural to the culture as Mount Fuji and the cherry blossom season. oh High schools teach sections of the ancient text in its classical Japanese to prepare pupils for university. Um, Novelists challenge themselves by writing modern translations. Um, And then I'll talk a bit. I've written here, this is from The Economist. He mentioned that the most recent was a Buddhist nun, 76-year-old Jaku Chosetuchi. And that was 10 volumes. And that was written in nineteen ninety eight, but I think there's been one since then. Right, this okay. Article was yeah, 999. Yeah, 999. Between them the um the copies of the book have sold over two million. Wow. Um, and then there's a couple of other uh, well read modern versions. Um but I'll go on and talk about them. But one of the novelists who, who translated apparently lost her sight her eyesight while she worked on it, like translating what? it. I don't know. I don't know if that oh was related. My <laughs> um Oh, yeah, so there's a, a 1935 translation by Arthur Whaley, and that's sort of the classic English literature, like the English translation. Yeah. Um, It's also translated by some other people, 1976, and then ni- 2001, that was right, another okay. one.
1: Right, okay. Wait, so these translations, yeah. is that literally taking it so as I, it is, or are they adapting it? So,
0: um, the one by the Buddhist nun, I think, was translating from classic Japanese, like modern Japanese. Whereas these ones, these three that have translated to English, I think, 1935, 1976, 2001, but they sort of, I guess, they're slightly different. Some are easier to read.
1: but sometimes they take liberties with books as well, publishers, and when you read a book, sometimes at the start they'll say, like, we edited this page Mm -hmm. because this doesn't make sense. The author got confused between what group he was referring to. That happens in Homage to Catalonia.
0: George Orwell. George
1: Orwell. Yeah, they changed it oh, depending yeah. on which copy you get mm. because I think there's just like to make it clear which which group he's referencing because there was a lot of groups in Spain at the time, and mm. um, so they changed like the names throughout so that you could understand it. So and then I didn't know if it was. Um, this translation was like somebody writing a modern version of it.
0: No, not really, I don't think. I think maybe, I can't remember which one it was, I think it was the seventy six one was like, try and make it easier for modern audiences to understand. Oh, right, Because okay. I think the most recent one was like, keeping it as true as possible, but then they had to have loads of footnotes to explain it, because you couldn't really. Yeah, yeah. If you directly translate, it doesn't make sense in English today. So... We're almost getting to Matt's Movie Corner, Ooh. I just noticed. Spinoffs from the book, serious um, and less so. There's loads of them, basically. There's a CD-ROM. This is from the 1999 um, article. This is why it's a bit outdated.
1: Is this like a, um audio book?
0: Yeah, it's sold 15,000 copies. That's loads. Yeah. Um, and then several films have drawn from it. Matt's Movie Corner. I can't remember why I did it last time. Was it more jazzy? Um,
1: it was like Mads Movie, I think.
0: that's Movie, Connor.
1: Yeah, it was like that.
0: Not sure. Several films have been drawn for it. The late 1980s. Yep. Nope. Okay, and now I'm just going to talk about a pop group quickly. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> um,
1: we're out of Matt's Movie, No, we're going to go back into but, it. <laughs> we'll be back.
0: In the late 1980s, there was a successful pop group, apparently, called Hikaru Genji which is Shining Genji in English. oh Named after, obviously, the hero of the the tale of Genji. There's an animated Genji film, this is Matt's Movie Corner, 1987, yep. follow it, which followed a, t- a television series as well. Got nothing else about that. Sorry, that's oh. the end of Matt's Movie Corner. Good, though. Um, so there's been a film. There's been an animated film, yeah, Did and a television the series.
1: It was Actually, I'm not surprised it was animated. Yeah. That's so, what we would expect.
0: Tough to... And I think a TV fits well on a TV series. If it's ten, if the translation is ten bucks, you know, you you need a nice, you need yeah. a nice TV like Game of Thrones. Um, there's a museum, a Tale of Genji museum, opened in Uji near Kyoto in 1998. 1998. First eight months, it had 120,000 visitors. Mostly middle-aged or elderly women, apparently. I don't know. What's oh, one.
1: good on it. I don't know if
0: any of this is like I don't know if that's still open or whatever. But this is from that article. Yeah um there was also in 1999 um a three-part dance called <laughs> the tale of ganji which was premiered at new york's lincoln center that's cool which is fancy isn't it proper fancy um so i'm assuming that was like on a stage or something like a, a show or maybe it was like an art piece in a museum oh maybe. maybe love that um so modern translations of novel have been published in chinese german french italian and english Um, As I said, Arthur Whaley wrote um, the the 1935 version. took him eight years to translate it.
1: I'm not surprised.
0: And it was his um, book that brought Genji to Western audiences. Like, we didn't know about it before that. Um, And that allowed them to re-examine Japanese culture after the Second World War. Because, obviously, Japan were um, not one of the allies. So... But this allowed us. Well, not just this, but the people began to have a another look mm-hmm. at Japan. Um, oh yeah. So I also mentioned 1976 translation that apparently uses a matter of fact voice. Oh, Similar right, okay. to Murasaki's own, and that's the preferred version. Preferred version in the United States.
1: I like that though because I feel like that's the most like for like
0: Yeah, yeah. You get the, the Be- yeah, truest because- voice. Uh-
1: also, if you try and write in a similar style to her, you're getting the story. Because mm. if, if it's fair enough, it has to be adapted to be understood, but you're not going to understand the hype. Yeah.
0: 1991, the Murasaki Shikibu Prize for Literature was established oh. and is granted annually to one lucky female author who receives a bronze statuette of Murasaki along with 2 million yen, about 20,000 pounds. 20,000 dollars. Every year? Yeah, there's one every year.
1: Oh, Cool.
0: In 2008, Japan celebrated the 1,000th <laughs> anniversary of Genji with a year-long string of events and exhibits in Kyoto. Oh. Um, and, um, this, I got this from website, I can't remember what it was, but it said, in Japan, you're not really famous until you've got a robot version of yourself. Right. So, um, the festivities included the unveiling of a mini Murasaki bot capable of reciting... Her poetry and fiction.
1: I but, really like that because I was a bit concerned that this was a celebration of a year for Genji, whereas he's oh no, a fictional it's a, it's character. It's a year for
0: it's just the anniversary of the book, right? I think, but obviously uh, you don't. No, know exactly I was going to say
1: that at the end. I was going to be like, this this in made up character is getting all the credit here.
0: No, no, too. but um, so like that seemed that would imply that they thought one thousand and eight was a big year for the story. Do you know what I mean? Oh, They're yeah. They're celebrating a thousand. Because it could be now. It could be this year. We don't know for sure. Yeah, it
1: could. But I guess sometimes we have to draw the line. They could be questioning forever. Mm. And then, like, they could go back and keep trying to find different, uh, yeah, like, yeah. sources. But,
0: but we know that it's could about... be a
1: person's life life's, yeah. life's work. So, True. yeah, I think it's good that they made a decision, like, we'll have this day. Yeah. This year.
0: And then finally, it's getting even bigger. So, oh, okay. look in the sky tonight, whenever you, whenever you're ready, probably in the evening. There's a a crater on a near Earth asteroid, uh, three four three three Eros, and the crater is called Genji. Oh. And all the geographical features on Eros, which means love, are. Named after famous lovers.
1: Oh, seriously? <laughs> yeah, apparently
0: in Genji's up there. One of the creators. Oh. Also look down. This is for Japanese people. Right. On the ground, there's the flowering purple Gromwell. Um, which I think is like a collection of flowers.
1: On the pavements? So I'm not uh... sure, maybe.
0: And that's called Murasaki. Oh. In Japanese, in honour of the author. Retreat into the nearest building. Um, and... You might just see as well. Look into your wallet. Not your wallet, but Japanese, Japanese people's yeah. wallet. 2,000 yen note commemorates Murasaki and her novel. No
1: way, that's so cool. Yeah. <gasps> we might get one.
0: We will get one, yeah. I'll take a picture of it.
1: Yes.
0: How much is 10,000, actually? Oh, 2,000 is nothing, is it?
1: You said, like, something above was 20. Oh,
0: yeah, 2, two million, million is yeah, 20,000.
1: 2 $20, million so
0: Will we get a 2,000 dollar note? Yeah, I think so. I have worked that out. So, she's popular.
1: I think 2000 would be like £200.
0: Should I quickly have a look?
1: Oh, maybe 20 quid. Yeah, have a look how much it is. So she's can. so popular, I can't believe that. I'm glad she's popular, though, because I was just a bit concerned that everyone was focusing on the book rather than her.
0: Oh, £2,000 is £13.68. Oh, I think we'll get yeah, one yeah, I think we'll get one. Brilliant. So, that's uh, the end of my report on Murasaki Shikiba.
1: It was really good.
0: So it didn't seem like she did much, but then as it went on, so like her a legacy as well, book. yeah, uh, her book and then the legacy afterwards. I feel like it's really interesting. It just kept building and building, yeah, yeah. And, and now she's like everywhere. She's on a she's on a she, note. She's on a note. Her someone's named a creator's on on a asteroid named after
1: her. I think it's a big deal to be on a note, you know. Yeah. Usually for us, it's on like royal family.
0: Who's on the back of notes? i'm really bad with that i don't uh, know is i about? don't know Where's well, the churchill's on one isn't it i don't have any Real notes in my wallet
1: politicians and royal family i've got a fiver upstairs
0: i don't have enough i don't have any money in my wallet ever so i'll never know no <laughs> um i always find it interesting that notes get bigger like the five pounds are smaller than ten pounds slightly bigger It's supposed not a lot, I think. The 50s are too big not that i ever get a 50 but yeah
1: like every now and then on a birthday when you, when you were younger and you used to get money and you get a £50 note. I think I've right,
0: I don't live in Shaw. <laughs> I used to get £3 sellotaped into my car. You did
1: not. <laughs> you were a fibber.
0: Um, I did Matt's movie Corner. I don't have a big question. Um, do you want to
1: think of one? Or yeah, I can think of one quickly
0: on. though. The big question for today. I'll put in the big question theme song. Don't always do it. We'll do it today. The big question, question. <laughs> today's big question. So, who would you put on? Whose face would you put on? Um, a note, a money note. What am I trying to say? <laughs> a, a note. A
1: note. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do they have to be a alive?
0: No, no, it could be anyone.
1: Could be dead. Do they have to be famous?
0: No, it could be anyone. You're gonna get some backlash if they're not if they don't seem to have had a, an impact though.
1: Yeah, but I always feel like um people who get like MBs and stuff mm. like they've done good things, don't get me wrong, do. but everything they do can't be that good. So <laughs> you I think you'd be quite alright putting like Winston Churchill is on the banknote, for example. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like Oldham, so that's something bad Uh, that he does.
0: Well, Well, he did. Maybe we should scribble his face out on all the banknotes in Oldham when we see him.
1: I think we should. He was MP (laughs) for Oldham, um, but he didn't have nice things to say about it. And everyone's always like, oh, we have Winston Churchill, MP for Oldham. And I'm like, he did not like us. Mm. Um which is fair enough so he had bad stuff as well and he's still on a note so i think yeah. that you could really put anyone on a note as long as they've done a few good nice things
0: what about david bowie
1: i think he could go on a note he's quite groundbreaking yeah. He seems like a nice human or
0: a stamp was- i reckon he'd get a stamp series. i think always yeah, there's a stamp series oh
1: yeah probably um
0: they do fancy stamps, stamps are easier they. yeah, stamps yeah. Are easy. you could have
1: peter rabbit on a stamp
0: you could have Mr. Blobby on a stamp. Yeah, I, I like complain. stamps, though. Mr. Blobby on a banknote, though. No. It's, it's not sticking, is it? I really like the stamps blob.
1: you get when you're abroad as well. They're good. Oh, they are. Um, on my banknote...
0: I think Mr. Blobby on a 50. No. If anyone doesn't know who Mr. Blobby is, just look him up. Also look up Mr. Blobby on the Big Fat Quiz of the Year. Oh, the Big, big Fat funny. Quiz of the 90s. Very funny. Um...
1: I really want to say my mum. Can I put my mum on a banknote?
0: You could. She's nice. What, pa- isn't she? what pound banknote? Five. A fiver. Yeah. Blobby on fifty. Who's in between?
1: I need someone for twins. Twenty. Twenty and <laughs> twenty. Yeah. Ten and twenty. Right, twenty. It's
0: got to be English, aren't they as well?
1: Stella McCartney.
0: She does do good sausage rolls
1: that's linda <laughs> um, um, she's good in sustainability she's okay. a fashion designer don't know or someone cool i want someone i really like um who do i like
0: david beckham
1: i do like david beckham he's got a pretty face as well that would be nice
0: would be quite nice to have a pretty because, face because yeah on on a bank because you'd be like oh that's nice isn't it yeah. We won't want to give it away. We'd
1: be good at saving, wouldn't we? She
0: pulled up and Blob's on there. would <laughs> be like, I don't want this Mr. Blobby looking at me <laughs> on this bank no. Um
1: yeah, so we'll have we'll have one of David. Maybe
0: we should make your mum and it maybe we should have like a what's your mum's favourite number? She like Don't know. Don't
1: really like, one. Give
0: her like a twelve pound bank note. Oh just yeah. Just for her.
1: She'd appreciate that. And then we'll have Mr. Blobby. <laughs> David Beckham. Um feel like I'm forgetting someone I really like.
0: <laughs> Got the English as well. Mm. Or, or British. Mm. What about Nicholas Lindhurst?
1: I don't know who that is.
0: Place Rodney. You know, oh, he's good. Enough. Yeah,
1: he could be, on a, he could quite be a, on a note.
0: Quite an interesting looking guy.
1: Um. Jeremy Corbyn.
0: I think that's too controversial. <laughs> people would
1: stop using the notes Uh, yeah we need someone quite neutral that's why david beckham's a pretty good one he's got a lot of fans people Mm. like him um
0: idris elba
1: yes put him on the note he's so good flipping it um
0: we've got too many
1: no we haven't we've got mr bobby david beckham oh yeah for an extra note oh yeah so mr bobby's 50 Beckham's, David a five. Beckham's a five. I love to
0: see Beckham every day on my five pound. Um,
1: Idris Elba's a ten. I
0: think Idris is a twenty. Oh
1: right, Idris is a twenty. My mum's a twelve. We need a ten.
0: <laughs> I thought you had Linda McCartney for a sausage roll. Stella <laughs>
1: McCartney, not Linda. Maybe
0: we should have Paul McCartney or oh, not.
1: I don't really like Paul McCartney. That oh, it's much.
0: you. I was chatting to my mum the other day, <laughs> and I was like, Paul McCartney came on the TV. I think they were advertising um his um. Apple karaoke with james gordon oh
1: right okay and i turned yeah.
0: to him i was like oh this looks good and i told him I was like you don't really like paul mccartney do you i was like, she was like yeah i like paul mccartney i was like oh good i like paul mccartney i was like who doesn't like paul mccartney now Me. i know it's you. <laughs> yeah
1: sorry guys i like paul He's all right uh maybe we should have someone cool like freddie mercury
0: oh yeah the merc yeah murky <laughs> we've,
1: we've named all males yeah no, i had this we need issue some girls
0: um jerry barrow
1: Oh yeah, Jerry Besser. <laughs> <mother>? My mum. <laughs> um. Kate Middleton's fine if you need her.
0: Pippa Middleton.
1: No, Pippa's <laughs> worse. Um. I can't think of any English British. You
0: have know, like Victoria Beckham?
1: Oh yeah. Think posh Posh
0: but we can't have two Beckhams on, right. can we? We're not really? have
1: both of them together.
0: Yeah, we'll have them both. On yeah, one. yeah. That's We're bad. sorted then. Right. Beckham's, five. Yeah. Bar- oh, who's ten?
1: Idris Elba. Oh, no, you wanted him as 20.
0: Linda McCartney in the Sausage Roll. No, role. it
1: wasn't. It was Freddie Mercury's <laughs> Freddie Mercury, 10. ten. Jerry
0: Barry's, 12. Jerry Barry, 12. Idris, Idris Elba, 20. 20. Mr. Bobby, 50.
1: What a bad choice. I think
0: that's better than what we have now. So, right. um, <laughs> I'm glad we've sorted that conundrum. Yeah. Have you um got a late hint? Do you know what your topic is next week?
1: Mm. i think so you
0: can say no if you don't think so i'm
1: not quite sure i'll give you a late hint anyway
0: lorna's late hint
1: it's about a guy
0: oh don't give too much away
1: and he has a disability
0: oh Hmm. i
1: hope i do the topic on him now i
0: hope so now when's it from
1: hmm The seventeen or 1,800.
0: okay. I can't remember
1: properly. There you go. We'll see. That wait. sounds interesting.
0: Um, so that's the end of this week's pod. Um, Thanks for listening.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: Uh, give us a uh, review, if you could, on whatever iTunes or podcast app you're listening to was on. Um, tell a friend mm-hmm. as well. If yep. you're just joining us from the Oldham Learning Festival, thanks for coming along. Hope you come back next week. Uh, you can email us at idiot pod at oh, gmail.com gmail. Com. <laughs> or uh, tweet, tweet us. us at idiot history pod mm-hmm, on yeah. twitter uh, get in contact if you have any topics you want us to cover or if you have any general thoughts or if i was pronouncing murasaki shikibu wrong this whole time um anything else don't think so no come back next week We'll speak to you soon. Yeah, we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.